He's straight trash. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's why we play fantasy. All right, and welcome to the Picnic League podcast. We want to welcome you back. We apologize. I'm Rick. And this is Jason. And we apologize because last week we had a little bit of technical difficulty and we weren't able to record. Well, actually, we're going to call it the ghost episode because we did record. It just didn't record. It was a great episode. You guys have no idea what you missed, but sorry. Absolute best episode we'll ever do that you'll never hear. So uh, we'll jump right in and, and kind of cover some of the stuff we wanted to talk about last week and look forward to a very busy weekend as this is the biggest weekend in fantasy sports right now for football where everybody's pulling their drafts off, a lot of drafts going on right now. Um, so uh, we're going to jump right in and talk a little bit about what we've been up to. Um, we've been busy since the last time we recorded. Uh, we've actually done a multitude of different kinds of leagues. Yes. It's been a good uh, couple weeks. We've done some best ball drafts. We've got a super flex draft planned uh, mm-hmm. coming up. We have done some classic league drafts, uh, even looking into doing some daily fantasy stuff this year. And we'll try to sprinkle that that into the podcast as well. And, and that's where we're going to start. We're going to start talking a little bit about um, what we did and why everything's a little different. Because you may not be a super fantasy football fan out there listening and maybe you don't understand exactly what we're talking about. And I know the first couple episodes of comments that we've gotten are, well, what does ADP stand for? It's it's average draft position. So we'll try to explain a little bit. So we're going to start right there. So one of the first things we did uh, last weekend was we did draft a best ball team. Now, best ball, um, different than, than regular fantasy in the fact that you, really you just draft your team. There is no waiver wire. You don't do anything. The, the lineup is set by the computer. So you draft a number of players. I think we it was 20. It was 20 in the draft that we did. And it's it's really nice for people who want the experience of drafting and want to be involved but don't want that weekly grind of managing your team. Because once you've drafted, it's set it and forget it. And, you know, and that's important because no problem there. Just my son trying to call me. You know, that's always important. Um, <laughs> but it's important for people like us, too, because, you know, we are – we're, we're educators outside of this. This is not our normal job. We do this on the side. And so for someone who's busy like us, we have a very busy day. It's n- nothing for us to work until five or six o'clock at night. Um, I know you're taking classes on the side. I take classes on the side. So a best ball for anybody that's really, really busy, but wants to be involved in fantasy is a great way to do it. Because once you set it, you set it and forget it. Yes. You know, and then the computer helps you out. Whoever does the best, that's who you play. And it also allows you to, to try some different strategies as, as you you don't have to weekly manage the lineup. So maybe you can take some guys who, who think you think might have some upside, some boom or bust potential uh, at the end of that draft because you can say, okay, if they don't if they don't do so well, it's not gonna hurt me because I've got my studs in my starting lineup and you know in my first spots. But I might hit on a guy that I draft late that you know, nobody sees coming, and that's how you that's how you are successful in those best ball. Yeah. Formats. Well, and you know, really, if you in regular standard leagues that that we can talk about in a second and talk about what a standard league is when we say that, um, if you don't know, but you can take a flyer on somebody, or you can take a chance on somebody. A flyer being a fantasy terminology, 
you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you may, it may pay off, but yes. if, it, if it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you as much. Yes. It's not the end of the world. It's not taking a spot on your bench that you're trying to manage every week. Right. And so what we did is we actually went through, we, we actually did some drafting together as co-managers and uh, they're using, we're using the um, underdog platform. And uh, so shout out to underdog. And we were able to really have some really good drafts. Um, we're playing against the people that knew what they, you know, knew fantasy and really wanted to kind of get out there and take a chance. It was nice to see that. Um, we had some really interesting things happen, though, to us that we don't normally do. Yes. Uh, I think one of the things you have to get used to if you're, if you're going to do this, most of the ones that I've seen are 30-second drafts. Uh, that means you've got 30 seconds between picks to make your pick. Um, normally in, in the standard drafts that we do, you've got a minute and 30 seconds, sometimes two minutes. Right. So it was quite an adjustment to, you know, you've got a certain set of ideas when your pick is coming up and then all of a sudden the two picks right before you, boom, boom, you're per, you, the people you targeted get taken. You've got 30 seconds to adjust on the fly, which is difficult, especially mm-hmm. I love co-managing with Rick. We think a lot of the same about, you know, we think similarly about a lot of fantasy stuff. So it was a good but when you're trying to make a decision and you've got two people talking back and forth and only 30 seconds to do it, it can be, it can be <laughs> it, stressful it, at times. It can. And there was a couple of times right there near the end where we were like, okay, who do we take? And we got, oh, 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 shoot, 10 <laughs> seconds left. You know, pick somebody. It, it's usually down to one or we, you know, one or two players. Yes. And it really was only because both it wasn't a disagreement. Both of us were like, okay, well, they're kind of equal. Yeah. So which one do we want to take a chance on? You know, and in that best ball, um, one of the things that happened to us, and, and I'm, I'm glad that you, you talked about a little bit about strategy, was something that we don't do is um, pick quarterback early. Correct. You know, and in this best ball, it just happened that I think it was in the fifth or sixth or seventh I round. Think it was six and seven. Six and seven. All of a sudden, we had two quarterbacks fall to us. And that's an important strategy. And we're, we're going to use the statement just be water, like a Bruce Lee statement, you know. Be water. You want it to be able to change on the fly and do something that maybe you're not comfortable with. And so in that, we were able to pick our two quarterbacks, which I thought was interesting because we got we actually picked Jalen Hurts, um, who we feel like may be a top five quarterback on the year. And then all of a sudden, we're watching things happen and watch things happen. And all of a sudden, Kyler Murray is dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. And we would never normally take two quarterbacks in a row. Kyler Murray ended up falling to our lap. We took him because not only does he have that that throwing uh, uh, capability, but he also can run. And in this league, scoring, uh, running was actually worth more points than throwing. So, and it was one of those things where the running back dead zone was in, was in play. When I say running back dead zone, that that basically means when you, when people who talk about drafting a lot. A lot of people look to get running back early, and there's a, there's a few stud running backs that you would like to get one of if you can. Then later, people are going to take chances on running back. They're going to take some some backup guys, maybe some rookies, some people who they can see possibly getting into the mix. But then in the middle of that is kind of a lot of guys that just make you go, eh. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're yeah. going to play some. They're going to be okay. Yeah, like a Josh gonna, Jacobs. Yes, they don't know. have a lot of upside. They're just there. And then we were kind of in that zone. We didn't see any running backs we really liked. We didn't see any receivers we really like. Ooh, we got to have that guy. So it was just, okay, well, let's take some more upside at quarterback and make sure we maximize that position. Yeah, and so, you know, it's not something we normally would do, but it did lead us to that. So we're pretty stacked on that team at quarterback. We're stacked at receiver. But 
because we did that, it went more with a zero RB approach. By zero RB meaning we chose other positions first. Then we had to go with some uh, flyers, which kind of leads into a piece of news later on. But, you know, we ended up taking some rookies that, that will hopefully will get a shot at a starting uh, job. You know, so that was an interesting for the first time ever drafting best ball for me. It was interesting, one, because of the time that you had to choose. That was new to me. And then all of a sudden, not, not just that, you had to really think about your strategy as you went. And to Rick's point, that's what you, you have to be able to adjust on the fly. And so you have to take what, what's given to you early, make the best of it, and then look at your roster and make adjustments. Like we, weren't, we were not happy with the running backs we could have gotten as we were coming through the draft. So later we said, okay, we're going to take a, a plethora, to use a big word for me, a plethora of running backs to give ourselves more of a chance to hit on one in the later rounds. Once we had our once we had our starting lineup pretty much set, that's going to be our studs. Okay, now let's take some chances on running back because maybe we're a little weak there from early. Right. Well, let's go just through. Uh, so we talked about what best ball is. We mentioned a couple of things like zero RB. Let's go just quickly through some of the terminology that we use, just so that if there are listeners out there that have no idea what we're talking about, that they they hear us. So another type of of league that you can do in fa- in fantasy football is. Um, a dynasty league. Now we have yet to do that. That's something that we would like to try to do. Um, it is one of those things where you have to you have to find people that are willing. Yes. Um, because dynasty in a dynasty league, you're technically the general manager, and you draft uh, a lot of players. I believe it's like 36, uh, 35 or 36 um, at once, and then from there every year you keep those same players. And then you just draft rookies every year going in. So you have what they call a rookie draft. Um, but that's, you know, that you really need a number of players to actually want to do this and be active. Because in a dynasty league, the offseason is, off is probably more active even than the regular season. Yes, lots of trades, trading draft picks and things like that. There's, there's a lot that goes on there. And then I like to call it the mix between the two, between right. dynasty and standard is a keeper league. Yeah. Keeper basically means it's, it's set up very much like a standard league where you manage it throughout the year. You're sitting and starting people on your bench. You can make trades, free agency, all that good stuff. But you also can carry over sometimes it's one player, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's as many as three that you can carry over from year to year. Depending on the structure of the league, it can be at their, at their, at their original draft pick. Or at sometimes they, they come forward like one or two rounds every year. So right. in other words, maybe if I drafted a rookie running back this year in the 10th round, if it's, a, if it's a regular keeper league, then next year, if he does well and I want to keep him next year, instead of a 10th round pick, I would keep that person on my roster for the following year. But some leagues make that adjustment where they move the round up. So, okay, this last year I got him in the 10th. If I'm going to keep him, for example, I've got to give up my eighth round pick. Right. That's kind of how it works. Right. And so, you know, that I love the keeper idea. I actually saw one the other day where um, it was, you know, where the keeper, it, it uh, they, you, I think it was Christian McCaffrey. I'm sorry. I'm stuttering over my own tongue here today. But uh, McCaffrey was the first round draft pick, but to keep him, it only cost you a third. Oh, okay. So that that's a value. Yeah. Yes. That's a value. So, so those things are good. And especially with, um, 
you talk about, uh, you know, the rookies coming in, you can get them late, you know, where everybody right now is drooling over the, the young kid in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, if he hits, you're getting him in the sixth round. You next year may only cost you a fourth round pick. You so you have a stud running back. So let's go over the idea of standard leagues. I know we've already talked now, I guess we've talked best ball. We've talked defined what a dynasty league is. We've talked keeper league. So we keep saying standard. So a standard league is just the original type of team. You have your, your quarterback, your running backs, your wide receivers, your tight end, and then your defense. And it is standard scoring, which is the, the normal type of scoring. Okay. But there are different types of standard that once you get to that, then you can change the type of scoring in what we call a PPR. So a PPR league, which is what our league is, our one league, is um, that you get points per reception. And then because of that, you you know you just get additional points. So it's a standard league. It just gets additional points per reception. It's what a lot of times people want running backs who give you that dual threat of being able to run out of the backfield, of course, on handoffs, but also being able to get uh, catch passes out of the backfield. Right. Because not only then are you getting the benefit of their rushing attack, but you're also getting that point per reception, like like Ricky said. You're getting that extra point every time they go out of the backfield, even if it's a little swing pass where they get two yards. Right. You're getting one two one point two points out of that all of a sudden because just because he called a pass. Well, and you know that you have to look and see is your league a half point PPR? Sometimes you get a half a point. Sometimes you get a full point. We operate it on a full point because we like our scores to be a little higher because. You know, nobody really wants to win a fantasy league 19 to 17, you know. So, I mean, we, we like we like our numbers being up there a little bit higher near 100. You know, I think in our, in our league, if you can score 120 a week, you've got a shot at winning. So, yes, the, I think our, <clears throat> our regular season champ the last few years has averaged around 120 to 125. Yeah, so and, and that's where we shoot for. I always try to shoot for about 120 a week. Um, so underneath that same PPR is what we call a super flex league. Okay, so every regular standard team, our standard league has a what we call a flex position, which in the flex you can you could play a running back, you can play a wide receiver, you can play a tight end. A super flex league, which we are just starting getting off the ground. So I'm really interested to see how this is going to play out because uh, we've never done this before. Is um, is actually super flex means you can play a quarterback in that spot. So you now can play two quarterbacks. Um, we just actually set this league up today and we've invited and we're going to draft next week. Um, and it's interesting to see wh- who will actually take us up on that, like the quarterback position, or yes. will they play that running back and that wide receiver? Um, being it still be a PPR, but a super flex PPR, it's going to, it's going to make some interesting decisions. Um, the one thing I love about a super flex, um, those, those lower tier quarterbacks, you know, a Marcus Mariota, um, a Ryan Tannehill, they become really important. Yeah, they all of a sudden come into play. We're generally in a standard fantasy league. You might play them once. You may play them on a bye week or yeah. something, but that's about it. Right. So now they're everybody's going to be looking to pick those quarterbacks up, which piece of information, I know this is off topic, but did you know that the highest rated quarterback this preseason, guess who it is? Hmm. He's looking wow. seriously. I have no idea. He's, he's very thinking very hard about Desmond this. Ritter. You know what? It's actually Mariota. It's the same team. Oh. Mariota is the highest rated passer this preseason, believe it or not. Now, preseason doesn't mean anything, but it does. You know what I mean? Like, Because Ritter has looked good, too. But if Mariota can actually come out and be halfway decent to someone like Kyle Pitts, 
it's going to be a huge thing. Drake it London. It's value. It helps Drake London's value. Yeah. It helps Cordero Patterson out of the backfield. It helps Tyler Allgaier, the rookie running back. Yeah. Quarterback play solves a lot of problems. It solves a lot of issues. And I'm going to tell you, the um, you know, I, I'm interested now. I, if, last week I asked you on the ghost uh, episode that never happened. Um, I asked you, would you draft an Atlanta Falcon? And you said, yeah, I would do that. And, and I'm kind of coming on the boat. I mean, if if Mariota can actually play, he's not playing hard teams. I mean, oh, I agree. you know, he his schedule is not going to be that hard where he's going to score touchdowns. Not a lot, but Kyle Pitts is starting to look a little more interesting, you know. And they're going to have a hard time with Kyle Pitts because uh, when he comes up for a contract renewal, he's going to be a wide receiver. He plays way more as a wide receiver. I've got a couple shares of Kyle Pitts now. If, there are some leagues out there now. I found one today, actually. Uh, where tight ends actually get 1.5 points per reception. Ooh. And sign me up for all the Kyle Pitts I can get in yeah. that format. Because yeah. like you said, he is virtually a wide receiver at this point yeah. who just happens to line up inside every now and then. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a one and a half points per reception, give me Kyle Pitts over yeah. and over and over again. All right. Well, so there's one more type of league. I, there's, there's multiple hundreds types of leagues, but there's one more that we're going to talk about. And that's a standard league that also uses defensive players. Now, they don't use a defense. In a standard league, you score by your defense. How many points they give up? Do they get a turnover? Do they score a touchdown? Sacks. Sacks. Right. And now, in these types of leagues, teams are actually choosing individual defensive players, an IDP. Okay? So sometimes we'll say IDP. Um, and when you when you play with an IDP, you, you get points for that player's performance only. It makes it more interesting, and, and here's why I like it. I've never done it. I'm not going to. I like the idea. Okay. Um, I play fantasy football, and I can, I can see myself on Sunday flipping when my when my offense is on the field. Then I flip to another game when my other offense is on the field. I, I don't now. The defense would be interesting. Yes, it, it does. I've done a couple of these, and it does give you. You're sitting there rooting for, you know, it's weird rooting for, you know, we did a linebacker one a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that I was in, and you're like, all right, blitz, blitz, blitz. <laughs> but when they don't blitz and they drop into coverage, you're like, all right, get a pick. And it's, you're not used to watching football that way, so it changes mm-hmm. things up a little bit, but it's fun. It's Unless you're rooting for fun. your team. Like, you know, being oh, an cool. Eagles fan, I always root for their defense, yeah. you know? Now, if I'm watching the Dolphins, I'm usually not even thinking about fantasy. Right. I'm just, being, I'm just right. like, come on, Dolphins, let's, let's tighten up. <laughs> Oh, so that leads me to a question off script, and I know that you love that. Tell me, what do you do when your defense is playing your offense? That happens. My rooting interest in the Dolphins comes before mm-hmm. fantasy football. Yeah. Now, if I'm playing, like, just say Josh Allen happens to be my fantasy quarterback because he destroys mm-hmm. the Dolphins, and he does well, then after the game is over, I'll look and I'll be like, okay, well, at least – we got smoked today, but at least Josh Allen got 35 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it softens the blow a little bit after the game is over, but during the game, it's still just as miserable for me. See, and I feel like fantasy has softened me as an Eagles fan because normally if the Eagles are losing, you're like those bunch of bums and you're, you know, you're just angry and you're throwing stuff. But like now I'm like, okay, they're playing my quarterback. I want to win. But it's okay to win twenty-one to seventeen. <laughs> you know, it's okay. I didn't get a couple of yeah, touchdowns. I would really like to win fifty to forty-five. You know, 
Um, that would be great to the Eagles ever score 50 points? No, probably not. Okay, just, so, just you know, we, we, you know, back in the day, maybe, you know, uh, with Donovan, you know, when Donovan was there, we had that chance at 50, but probably not. This year looks, look like we have a good shot at it, but I think we're going to be ahead in a lot of games because our division is trash. If we're up 21 to 10, we're just going to run the clock out. How could you say that? Oh, it's the trash. Cowboys are in your division, and everybody knows the Cowboys are great. Can yeah. you hear the sarcasm in my voice? Yes, yes. They, they're great. Hey, speaking of which, though, well, because we're going to move right into news and notes. So uh, that's actually one of the, my pieces of news and notes to ask you about. Um, Michael Gallup, not on the PUP list. And anybody out there, again, PUP is presently unable to perform. So the PUP list, that if you are on the PUP, you're not allowed to return to week five. You have to mandatory miss four weeks of, of the games. So what do you think? Is he going to play? What I, I looked at this today, actually, and what I am seeing is probably not week one, but possibly week two and at the latest week three. Yeah, um, they, Jerry, they Jerry came out and said if it was the Super Bowl, he'd be playing. I agree, but week one is not the Super Bowl. It's not. So, and and – we're going to let our guy Jalen Tolbert get some run first. We're going to let him get out there and get some catches. We're going to let C.D. Lamb, who I've got some shares of, we're going to let C.D. Lamb catch like 12 balls the first game and, and yeah. give me a win. And then we'll let Michael Gallup come back and, and make an impact. Well, and, you know, I really more and more, I like Tolbert. You know that. I like C.D. Lamb. More and more, though, man, I am moving towards Dalton Schultz. I love Dalton Schultz. And, and I have Especially no shares of him anywhere. You know, I mean, because he is in that zone of tight ends that you don't want to draft. He's not a top tier tight end right now. Um, and you don't really want to go, okay, well, I'm going to spend a fourth round pick on Dalton Schultz, but because you can get such other better players. But man, if I could get him in the seventh or eighth round, it'd be great. I got him in the seventh in a draft oh, today, nice. and I was thrilled. Yeah, because he's going to catch a lot of balls. Yes, he will. Dak, Dak looks his way a lot. He, he does. All right, so moving down, um, we got some old news. We did hold some news over from uh, the Ghost episode because we definitely want to make sure that we uh, we talk about it. Geno Smith named Seahawks starting quarterback for week one. Important, not important? Uh, it provides consistency, I guess, for your DK Metcalf, uh, Tyler Lockett. It makes me feel a little bit better about you know, what's going on there. But we knew the quarterback situation wasn't going to be great there, and I think that's what's holding, especially DK Metcalf, that's what's holding his uh, ADP, average draft position, down some at this point. Um, I don't – while we're talking about this, though, I don't understand the Tyler Lockett hate right now. I don't either. And Tyler you, you Lockett and I... is a very solid wide receiver. And I don't call it – you know, there's some guys out there that I think are your safe picks, and I don't. I would never tell you to be completely safe when you're drafting. You have to draft for upside. No, but didn't he have a 50-point week last year? Something close to yeah. that. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, it, you know, he just light – well, I know because it was against me. He lit me up. And, you know, it, those are the things that you, you never forget as a fantasy player when you got smoked. And they're not mm. going to be a high-powered offense, no. But, hey, somebody's going to get catches in Seattle, and yeah. it's probably going to be DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Right. Even if Geno Smith goes 17 for 30, that's 17 catches that are mm-hmm. out there for the Seattle receivers. You know, a couple of those probably go to the backs, but there is enough volume to go around for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to be able to still be solid wide receivers. 
we say that, and yet you and I did not draft him in any of our drafts the other night. So <laughs> I, again, I'm waiting for the value. Yeah, and, and yeah. in those drafts we ran, I just didn't think the value was there at that time. Yeah, at that time he was. We there. were close to Tyler Lockett one time, multiple close times. to DK. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he was snatched right, you know, right at that, about that time we thought the value was going to be right. Well, and that's that's when you know the value was right because somebody else took it. Yes, you know. Um, so we're going to move from the Seahawks to their former quarterback. Russell Wilson this week uh, signs a big contract with the Broncos. I think it was worth 250 mil. 245. I think 245. And as I think Marlon Humphrey tweeted that Walmart money different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just for, for you out there, the, the owners of Walmart recently bought the Broncos. Yeah. So that's where that tweet came from. What? And they have been paying players. Yes. Yes, they and have. They have paying players. You know, we can get into the implications of that, but I have to go sidebar first. You know, uh, I sat there and I was watching, reading about his contract at $245 million. And I thought, you know, maybe these players that are making that money, they just look, they deserve the money. I'm not saying that, but wouldn't it be nice if one of them just took 200 million of their contract, just donated it to something. I mean, you know, to St. Jude's How or about education, education, oh. or, you know, or former oh, NFL players. School systems. You, know, you think about these wonderful players that, that played in the past who made like $60,000 and that was awesome back then, you know, putting in the money, but because 45 mil and the rest of us could live on 45 mil, you know? So, but I understand that they deserve the money and I get it, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to make $245 million, why not donate a bunch of it, you know? I know Russell Wilson does a lot of great things for charity and a lot of great he things. Does. He did, does. He did in the Seattle area, and I'm sure he's doing the same thing in the Denver area. But, hey, Russ, if you happen to ever hear this out there and you want to float a few, yeah. a few <laughs> million our way to help us improve some things, just let me know. But just always, always. Hey, and, you know, so but going back to the fantasy implications, I mean, they've locked him up now for a long time. Um, that, that, that gives him that stability. I mean, it just makes everybody not not that he wasn't going to be good this year, anyways. He was going to be good, but that division is going to be awesome for yes. years to come. It's going to be great games to watch all um, year long. Yeah, I mean, the receivers: Sutton, Judy, Patrick, Hamler, the backs. You know, Javante Williams, all Russell Wilson. They all have years to go. I mean, four or five years easy in their prime. And this is what we. I think sometimes we forget when you lock up somebody like a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady comes to town, what it allows you to do is bring other talented guys because they want to come play with these guys. Yeah. You know, I was shocked when Tyreek came to the Dolphins because, you know, two is not Patrick Mahomes, he ladies and gentlemen. I don't think not. that's a newsflash for anybody <laughs> out there. So I was thrilled that we were able to trade and get him. But, you know, when Tyreek Hill comes to your team, those kind of things help you bring other people to your team because they see you as more of a legitimate threat. And I think that's what the Broncos have done a good job of. They've got a young squad around Russell Wilson now that has a few, should have a few years of competitive football ahead of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that division, you have the chargers. They are loaded. Yes, they are. You got the chiefs. They're pretty young themselves. You know, I mean, Juju, even though he seems like he's been around forever, he's quite young. Um, You know, and, it's just crazy to think about who's the, the Raiders. I think the Raiders are a really solid football team. Yeah. And I think they're the fourth best team in the division. Yeah. And they have their new coach. I mean, you know, Josh McDaniel's not my favorite person in the world. Of course, being a Pat, you know, I, you know, that doesn't help, but yeah, that, that he brings, 
he can win with T. I mean, Without a doubt. when he came to the Broncos, I mean, he took Tebow, who I love Tebow, but let's face it, he wasn't a great quarterback. Correct. And all of a sudden, they are winning. You know what I mean? So, you know, he took that team. People forget they took that team to the playoffs. And actually beat the Steelers in the first round. That's right. Yep. Demarius Thomas. I don't forget Demarius Thomas. That was awesome. So, all right. So, Jay, we're going to take a break real quick. We'll come back. we got a couple more pieces of news. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about trash talk today at the end of this draft. As it is the, the busiest draft weekend, we want to talk about how to trash talk and how not to trash talk. But then we're going to move on. And uh, so we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. We're going to get right back into some of this news and notes today and uh, keep on going. So uh, quick, easy news and, uh, news and notes. I don't think it's that important, but I, I just wanted to point it out that the Ravens signed Kenyon Drake, who was cut by the Raiders. Important or not important? Not important, but a great time to bring up the Miami Miracle when Kenyon Drake scored against the <laughs> Dolphins after 32 la- uh, laterals and we won the game. Great memory. <laughs> I do think it speaks a little bit to J.K. Dobbins. Um, obviously, he's not going to be ready no. at the beginning of the year. He's going to take small, small steps. I think even if he gets on the field, it's going to be very small amounts. Although, if you're out there, J.K. Dobbins, and you're listening, do not yell at us. We've seen you in the press lately. Get on a couple of reporters for saying that you had a limp. We are, we love you, J.K. Dobbins. Oh yeah, we, no. I'm I, not. If I see you in the alley, I don't want any trouble. No, don't hurt me. <laughs> no, he's a massive a man, and I think honestly, I think he's going to be a great running back. Um, I just think they're going to play it slow coming back, and that's a smart thing to do. They got a chance at the Super Bowl; it's, it's slim, you know, but they got a chance, so why not take it slow? I think Baltimore is one of those question marks for this year because they were rolling last year and then just got decimated by injury. Yeah. So I'm not sure anybody knows exactly what Baltimore is right now. They they remind me of the Bengals though, not like the makeup of the team, but right now they're the team that's kind of in the lurch. If it comes together at the right time at the end of the year, they could make a run without a doubt. They do have some pieces. R- running the ball travels, you and know. Great secondary travels too. That's if right. They stay healthy. They've got a great secondary. That's right. All right, moving on. Uh, everybody's probably heard this, but um, I wanted to talk about it because it affects us. Uh, as I said earlier, it affected our best ball team. We we drafted this person. But Brian Robinson, rookie for the Washington Commanders, was shot during an apparent mugging. Now, first, we just want to say uh, prayers and thoughts go out to Brian Robinson as a person. You know, um, we're, of course, a fantasy football show. But as people, we we feel for the young man. Hopefully, he's fine. It looks like he's going to be good. Um, he's out of the, the hospital now. It looks like they're even talking about him playing this year. So, I was shocked. I couldn't... I, you know, you hear something like that and you immediately think the worst. But then, you know, we saw him at the team complex a couple of days later. Uh, surgery's already been had. Supposedly, they, they put him on the non-injury um, football list. So he is definitely out the first four weeks. But they also made the comment when they did that is they were trying to slow him down. That this, yeah. they want to make sure he recovered both physically and mentally before he tries to come back and play football. And like Rick said, there's actually talk out there that he's going to come back and play, which is a minor miracle. I mean, just yeah, thank goodness that 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 you know it did. It obviously, could have went a lot worse. And we just did. hope it wasn't something that you know it's not something that that's further down the road that cause could cause him to be 
you don't hear this, but you always wonder what happened and why this happened, you know, and hopefully there's nothing that's going to come out. Um, I will say fantasy wise, though, we do have to talk about the implications of it. I've heard a little bit about J.D. McKissick taking more snaps. Sure. Gibson is still in the doghouse. Gibson, but Gibson does get another life here. Yeah, he does. He does. Obviously, this is not how Antonio Gibson or or J.D. McKissick or anybody wanted to get more snaps, but they will get more snaps because of this. And Antonio Gibson probably needs to take this opportunity and run with it, or this might be his last opportunity with the Washington Commanders. Let's put it that way. Well, and it might be his last opportunity in football, really, as a starter. You know, if he doesn't really take this serious and, and really hit the, the ground and work on this fumbling, whatever it is that's causing that. But McKissick, anybody out there running a PPR league or a Superflex where you can get extra points for receptions and things, you know, this this is good news for him. You know, McKissick had 86, I believe it was. It was in the 80s. He had 80-some catches a couple years ago. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Without a doubt. Um, And if he can score, that's the next thing, you know. Um, One more quick piece of news. Uh, Everybody's uh, hot and bothered over Damian Pierce, the new rookie running back for Houston. Um, He's been shooting up ADP uh, boards, um, mostly because Marlon Mack was cut. What do you think about Damian Pierce? I think the the rise needs to be tempered. I understand why Damian Pierce has, has moved up. I just think the market has gone too far at this point. We are still talking about the Houston Texans. Yeah. Their offense is not a juggernaut where they're going to put up tons of points. Is I mean, he going to get opportunities? Yes. Yeah, Their best wide receiver is Brandon Cooks. Yes. And he's got to be at least 50 by now. So. But again... Brandon Cooks puts up numbers. Puts up numbers. I mean, I, I'm going to take him. Don't dude. hate on Brandon I'm Cooks. not hating. But he's, I get defensive over Brandon yeah. Cooks for some reason. But he's, think about all the teams he's played for. I, I mean, it goes back so far, and you, you think, oh, my gosh, most NFL players don't have a career that long, and he's still putting up numbers. But, he, again, at the age that he is, eventually he's going to fall off. But going back to Pierce, I think I think you have to look for value again. At a certain point, Damian Pierce is a great pick because he's going to have opportunities, and that's what you want as a fantasy owner. You want guys who are going to touch the ball and have a chance to produce points for you. But when he touches the ball, he's still playing for the Texans. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and honestly, as a rookie, he makes a mistake. He makes a fumble. Does it kill his confidence? He doesn't have that the ex, ex, experience to say, okay, well, I'm fine. He's played football for how many years, but, you know, you get to the NFL, confidence is a lot of it, you know, and, or, and the coach's confidence. That's that's the, the key is is will he get, continue to have the coach's confidence? See, I, I love – I like the value. I like the kid. You know me and rookies. I get scared. Everybody talks how wonderful they're going to be, and then it really rarely does it pan out. I mean, Jamar Chase being the – Kind of like the the opposite of that, you yeah, know. Justin Jefferson a yeah. couple years ago, Jamar Chase. There's always a few. There's some recent good examples, but most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah, well, in Justin Jefferson's receiver class, everybody talked about. There's a Jalen Rager too, cool. you know. And it, uh, us Eagles, we we know Jalen Rager. But so. well, Jalen Rager, speaking of Eagles, now have some success with the Vikings. What do you think? Well, he needs to go somewhere as long as he ain't in Philly. So I mean, yeah, and, and the thing is, and he's going to be a backup. You know, 
um, up there. K.J. Osborne's got a, a solid grip on the number three wide receiver. Adam Thielen's definitely the number two, and Jefferson's going to be the one. So he's going to be in a four wide receiver sets, and he's probably going to run back some kickoffs. But other than that, you, you know. speed. And, that, and that's, the, that's the, the key. That's the beauty of fantasy football and the thing that makes me so furious. You, you have all this promise, and then we get on the field, and we figure it out, you mm-hmm. know? That's All right, so it, it is. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about today is a little bit of trash talk, and uh, I'm going to give Jay some rules and let him talk for a second, and, and we'll we'll go back and forth. But um, we kind of went together and, and made up some rules for trash talk because as you guys are getting ready to draft, trash talk is probably my most favorite part of, of fantasy. I've been doing it already this week, even though we don't draft until Tuesday um, and Wednesday. We have two drafts coming up, um, but. I started trash talking before the league was even created. So, um, you know, it's one of those things I love to do. It's it, But you have to have some rules to it, and, and you have to know when to do it. So um, the first one I'm going to talk to you about is, is I entitled it, uh, Make It Funny, But Make It Clean. You know, we've all got, we all work in education. Most of us have kids. We don't need it. We don't need to make it ugly. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep it to football. Keep it clean. You know, well, you want to be able to say it in the workplace environment. Correct. You know? Yeah, we all work together. I want to be able to send something through email and know that if somebody else sees it, it's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have a last place trophy this year in one league, and the title of it is called The Poo, you know, because it's funny to say, first of all, and, it, and you know, the idea of your team is poo, you know. And so now I plan on fully calling somebody The Poo for the next year when they lose. Obviously, we could call that something else, but – Again, we're trying to keep it clean it's right. for the workplace, just trying to keep it on the up and up so we don't have to have any HR issues that we might have yeah, to deal with. We don't want those. That's <laughs> not that. Yeah. Especially when somebody in the league has to deal with them. Exactly. All right. So don't go personal is rule number two. Don't go personal. To me, this is the most important one. We got to remember this is football. And at that, it is fake football. We are trying to have some fun. Nope. Don't need to take shots at anybody's family anybody's livelihood, anybody's appearance, whatever, whatever. Now there's certain, like, I'll give you an example. The the running joke that goes against me personally is that my wife has won the league more than I have. It's That's true. That's Do crazy. I hate that? I hate it. It, it just it uh, drives me crazy. She's a superstar of the house. But it is okay. You know, I, I don't take that personally. But if you, like, like if somebody were to go, you know, what kind of father are you to your kids because you were last place of fantasy football? Whoa! <laughs> then we're going to have a different conversation. Yeah, because fatherhood is boiled down to fantasy football. Yeah. If that was, Don't go there. You know, if that was true, we'd be really good at it. You know, we'd be great <laughs> parents. I mean, honestly. Um, all right, number three. If you dish it, you have to take it. And I'm going to talk a little bit on this Ooh. one. Hold on one second. Because if you are out there talking smack, and it's clean, good fun. But then when you lose and you are a sore loser, there is no one worse. Don't be a sore loser. If you give it, you got to take it. Again, this is supposed to be fun. Laugh. If you can't laugh at yourself and laugh at your bad fantasy team, don't do this because you're all going to have those years where you've got a bad fantasy oh, team. Last year, I finished 11th out of 12. And the year before, I finished 11th out of 12. I mean, it, it, honestly, I was so thankful for the 12th place team who forgot to start players so that I would win and be in 11th instead of 12th. 
pin, literally the only reason I won is because he didn't start like three players on his team. He had empty spots, which we don't let him forget about. But at the same time, that's a clean, fun trash talk that he knows is not serious and it's not personal. And every week, of course, when you win, you're going to talk a little smack, and that's okay. Just remember, on the weeks you lose, you need to have you have to take it. That's right. All right. So last one. Um, don't plan it out. Make sure make sure that it's natural. I mean, you know, I understand. Like today, I know I said a gif or a gif, however you say it, about being the champ. And you know, I get I get um, junk about that back. But at the same time, you know, don't plan it out. You know, just do it in the moment. If you plan out something, it, you can tell when it's planned out. If you're sitting at home at night planning out the stretch you're going to talk the next day, just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> One, you need more of a life. And two, just don't do it. Well, now, I will say, a couple of years ago when COVID hit, we fantasy was probably the one positive we had going on, especially in education. You know, we love our kids, and when they're not allowed to come into the school very often, it makes the day hard. It does. Now, I will tell you that um, I did partake in a little trash talk uh, video making each week for the uh, the message boards. And so there was a little planning to that, you know, but at the same time, you know, that was to make everybody happy. That wasn't just to trash talk. And maybe we should be also be honest here. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the focus of this podcast. While we love to talk about all things, it's kind of centered around our league. Oh, yeah. Fully expect the two of us to talk smack. Oh, it's our season. Starts. Season starts next week. People are going to get it right from the start. Yes. So we've tried to get some of them to guest on the show already, and they haven't wanted to yet. N- no, Once they're start afraid. talking trash, they're going to either, they're gonna... <laughs> they're gonna either get on and defend themselves, or they're just going to have to take it. They're going to take it. That's right. <laughs> and so, all right. Well, that kind of go cuts the show for tonight uh we're going to move forward and then now we do have two drafts coming up so next week will be a little bit longer this week's a little bit shorter um we apologize for last week's technical difficulties of course not always under control of that but um we do apologize for that for missing a week um but next week we'll have two drafts to talk about we're drafting our um standard league ppr 12 team league um, and that's, a, it's an interesting league to talk about one because of the knuckleheads that are in there. And we're going to talk a lot of smack about their drafting abilities. And, but number two, that it's a one running back league, which yeah. is interesting because then it makes the wide receivers a little bit more valuable and you have to harder to think about. Then we're also going to be drafting our super flex league on Wednesday. So, um, come next weekend, we'll have a lot to talk about what happened in our drafts, kind of give some, uh, advice about where we went wrong i'll have been let jay critique my team um, and where i should have went uh differently um i'm sure we'll, he'll have some advice and some opinions about who i took when and i'll do the same back to him and, and let him tear my team apart yeah who knows maybe we'll make a trade on the air and fix both of our teams hey, well you're the only one in that league we'll trade no one else trusts us so you know we might as well do it together i think it, we've i've probably pulled off about 10 trades in that league over the last four or five years and probably eight of them were with you. So. Yeah, I, there's only a couple people in our league we play in a lot that are actually going to trade unless you just make it so obvious that they oh you have to overpay have the better end of it. Yes, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. They don't trust us. They don't trust us at all. They don't so. understand the okay. I'm a little weak here. You're a little strong here, but you're a little weak here. Well, let's help each other. No, no, no. Yeah. They're, they're, well, they're here's the that. thing. I don't blame them because between you, I, and your wife we've kind of dominated the league so 
they they probably don't want to trade for us because one of us is going to win. <laughs> I would just like to I, I pointed this out the other day. Our league has been um, eight years. Eight years. Yep. I have been again. I'm I'm talking a little smack here. Mm-hmm. I've been the regular season champ four times, but I've only won the true chip once. Once. And that really ticks me off. So I'm coming in this year motivated. Yeah. Ready to dominate. I think I have actually won the nat- the regular season at least twice, if not three times. And the rest of you, you chumps are going yeah. down. And I I have one chip as well. So, you know, uh, but now let's just tell your wife's stats. I don't think she's ever won the regular season. No, she's not. But she has three chips. <laughs> she won, she's won out of the four spot twice and out of the seven spot once. I, now, I will say, though, I have been to three Super Bowls in five years. And... I should have won at least one more. Oh, I know you're going to give me that look. World's smallest violin. It, it is. Right now. But let me just tell you out there, I, I had the won. best team. And I got, I, I literally cannot understand what happened. Well, let's, we're going to go down a rabbit hole here. Yeah. <laughs> so I forget what year it was. It was almost back to back years, I think. Two years in a row. There yep. was one year I was first and yep. Rick was eighth. Yep. And he beat me. Yep. And then the, we did the exact opposite the yep. next year. One of us was eighth, and yeah. the other one was first. I think I'd lost two games all year, and you came in the first round and knocked me out. Yes. And then I didn't lose again the rest of the playoffs. So that's the way it, that's goes, the way it goes. So, you know, it's one of those things. That's why we love fantasy football. We are less than a week from kickoff of the NFL season. Can't wait. So excited. And so we will have a lot to talk about next week. We hope you enjoyed the show out there. You have a great night, and we'll see you next Rick, week. Rick, oh. Don't forget, we got to plug our stuff, man. Oh, I always, I always forget social media. You see, know, see us on Facebook. Uh, Rick's created a great little site there. He's putting out knowledge uh, daily on fantasy football picnic league podcast on Facebook. I think you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yep, those right? three. Yep. So check us out. Uh, if you got any comments, feel free to reach out to us through the Facebook page. Yes, uh, and if you've been on the Facebook page recently. There hasn't been a whole lot of new content this week because I will be honest, my anger of the ghost episode from last weekend, just I just got so frustrated. But I am in on it now. We are back up and running, and so um, we we are uh, we we're gonna have to be posting all weekend long. I, it's gonna be news and notes and getting them out as fast as we can. And I pull articles um, from everywhere. All right, guys, have a great week out there. We really appreciate. You. Hey, good luck drafting. He's straight trash. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's why we play fantasy.